Well, hi there. You are listening to the Title Town Podcast. My name is Austin Gann, and I am joined, as always, by the one, the only, Daniel Marhanka. Daniel, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. We're here a day earlier than usual on a short week, and the Packers are coming off of a great win against the Washington football team, and now our eyes and our minds are set on the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Short week indeed, which is which is nice for a big matchup. Uh, less time to have to wait for it. Uh, but yeah, but we'll we'll get into that game in a bit, Daniel. But first, let's let's talk about this win over the Washington football team. It was a good win overall. Where do you where do you, where do you want to start with this? Where do you, what what comes to mind first? Thinking back on the game from Sunday, I think of uh, 2019 when this win comes to mind. It wasn't pretty. The offense looked unstoppable at times and then looked very, very um, not in control of the flow of the game for a lot of it as well. I think the Mm -hmm. defense saved this game, but also there was a lot to like as far as I feel like. And, you know, coaches and people might give me crap for this, but I feel like that game plan was totally to save for Thursday night not utilizing Mm. Aaron Jones and really not having to, obviously I think the game plan, if Washington would have scored more than uh, three points in the fourth quarter uh, would have put some pressure on, but you know, you know, the game coming out, they get in that quick scoring drive and then not being able to get anything going until late in the fourth quarter with a field goal. I think the Packers had them right where they wanted to most of the game with really a three score lead for most yes. of it and just realizing, hey, we can kind of control this game without using our bell cow backs and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, who combined had nine carries. Obviously, Jones yeah. had five receptions and Dylan had one, too. But that is a very low cost on your body type of game for those two gearing yes. up for this game against uh, Arizona. So I really liked it. I also liked the aspect of the offense. I know we're kind of talking about that a lot here to open the show, but yeah. I liked how they spread it out the ball through the passing game. We didn't see, you know, a Devonte 14 target game. But we saw, you know, him getting seven, but then also incorporating Robert Tunyon and Alan Lazard Lazard. and, you know, getting Aaron Jones more involved in the passing game than in past weeks. So I was really happy with how they came out of this game. Obviously, there's more concerns that we're going to talk about that weren't related to the game that have come about. But I think all in all, this team's in a healthier uh, place going into this game because of the game plan that Matt LaFleur had. Yes, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, you know, Aaron Jones only having six carries and only having 20 yards. I mean, you kind of knew, I mean, the storyline, especially, you know, listening to the telecast was four first round picks on this defensive line. I mean, in the strength yeah. of that defense, Washington defense was their front seven that you weren't going to succeed trying to run the ball down their throat especially with a secondary that had, you know, a Josh Norman on it, you knew you'd feel pretty comfortable throwing the ball. So it absolutely was, you know, a great execution of a game plan. We're just going to attack the secondary. We're not going to really worry about running the ball, like you said. So, I mean, I agree with your theory of kind of holding the cards closer to the chest, getting ready for Thursday, knowing, you know, the Packers were going to beat this team. 
they felt pretty comfortable with their game plan. Uh, yeah. I mean, the position battle was interesting. You know, like you said, the second half of the game, the offense kind of sputtered and kind of kept giving the uh, Washington's offense the ball back and kept giving them chances to score. Uh, but the defense held up, which was great. It, this team was just finding ways to win. Yeah. Without guys, there were, there's excuses to lose. Like there's, there is excuses if they would have lost this game or the Cincinnati game or the 49ers game. They'll go, oh, well, this, 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 and this. We have a list why this guy was hurt. This guy didn't play. But they're winning these games. And that's yeah. what's exciting. Yeah. And I think that's why earlier when I said this reminds me of 2019, that's the aspect of it is that team found ways to win. The offense never clicked the whole season. The defense definitely carried them to a few wins and made opportune plays, which I think the defense did with that late change in Sullivan interception in the end zone, you know, going, holding the uh, Washington football team to uh, no touchdowns in the red zone on four opportunities was absolutely tremendous, especially with the streak that was going on with consecutive red zone touchdowns for the opposing team. But what's exciting and what uh, Aaron Rodgers talked to uh, Pam Oliver after the game was, is, you know, they're very close to getting going on offense and we're not even at the midway point of the season. So what if down the road, once MVS gets back, once, you know, they get the run game established early and often in these games, that's when we're going to start to see them put up 40 burgers, 35 with regularity. And we just yep. haven't seen that. And in 2019, we never knew that they had that potential. But then after watching 2020 and how good the Packers were, we know what this offense can do. I think they yep. definitely are figuring out some of their red zone struggles, which is very um, great. Because I think going into a few weeks ago, they had one of the more middle of the road red zone offenses so yep. they can continue to get back to where they were last season with when we're in the red zone we're scoring seven instead of three i think they'll be in a great position to make a deep run at it yep for sure i agree also i gotta talk about how clean were those uniforms how good Absolutely. do those throwback uniforms look yeah that was definitely a highlight those are sexy go for it mm-hmm. go for it uh i'm I'm, I'm not going to be the one I'm just putting this out there because I wasn't the first to say it. How There were players and there were people saying, let's make these the, the norm. Let's make these the regular unis. Let's, I'm let's, defi- let's push the envelope on these. I am definitely not an every week wearer of that jersey. I would like to see it go from one time a year to two times a year. But the mm-hmm. classic I, I agree. jersey is iconic. That is the most... Yes. It is so clean. It's up there with the Dallas Cowboys and their white uniforms. Like you see that and you just think of the history and you think of where it's coming from, but also these new jerseys look pretty nice. I think of the, um, the Patriots, what is now their Jersey, how they like slowly introduced them and then became their primaries. But I just don't see that happening for the Packers. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get on that road. (laughs) I agree this year. It was kind of just weird only having it one game. Especially yeah. with like the 49ers, they have their 75th anniversary jerseys. They're wearing like four games. Yeah. This year. So they could have definitely done more than one, but hopefully, hopefully we see it more often. I was yeah. a big fan. And, and I got I also, Daniel, before we move on, I mean, we gotta pat ourselves on the back here. 
because yes. our last episode was pretty accurate and we we were pretty accurate about some things. I predicted the score to a T. I predicted 24-10. You predicted Rashawn Gary being a major key factor of the game. You got that right. And I had Kenny Clark as my it was my key player as well. Yeah. So look at us. Hey, if if we're anything of a podcast, it's an accurate one. We hey, may not be we may not be funny. We may not have insider info. We may not have um, game analysis breakdowns, but by golly, we can guess a score of a Packers game once a year. And we can, <laughs> and we can pick one to two players who can have a good game. <laughs> yes. That, that is our niche. Sometimes three that, to four, that, but. Sometimes, but. Hey, we, we hey, know we're, our we're, wheelhouse. We're, in, we're figuring out our offense. We're figuring yeah. out our, we're getting in a rhythm. We're getting in Absolutely. mid-season form going into week eight. Uh, any other thoughts on this game before we put it in the rearview mirror and look forward to the Cardinals game? A win's a win, and I've learned with this Matt LaFleur-led Packers team, take them, love them, because we have a really good head coach who can get us in a position to win. Absolutely. And a great no. quarterback. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Moving on, looking ahead, coming up. Going on the road, Thursday night football in the desert against the Arizona Cardinals. We can't, you know, normally the day after a game, it's victory Monday. Or, you know, you, you normally you have to spend that day after the game taking it in, celebrating, enjoying it, and then you move on to the next week. But it was kind of a, a swift kick to the sack getting all the news that we got on Monday, on a victory Monday, with Devontae Adams testing positive for COVID being put on the COVID list and defensive coordinator Joe Barry also testing positive and he will be out for the game on Thursday. Yeah. Where to begin? Those are two absolute huge losses. I think Joe Barry had a phenomenal game against Washington and that's being ripped away from us. And then obviously I would say the centerpiece of the Packers offense in Devonte Adams being taken away a guy who Aaron trusts with his life, a guy where if you are sputtering on offense, you can throw up a 50, 50 ball. And in the words of Aaron Rodgers, it's more than a 50, 50 chance with Devonte. It's almost, mm-hmm. uh, it's almost a hundred percent really. And so I feel like those were two huge losses in a game where you definitely need those guys. Fun yep. stat, though, under Matt LaFleur, when Devontae Adams has been out, they're 6-0. and And yeah. what Devontae Adams does to this offense when he's out is the creativity goes up. The spreading out of the ball goes up. Rodgers is really just looking for his first open read, and it gives uh, Aaron Jones a tremendous opportunity to – you know let's run the offense through Aaron Jones and so you know he's had some really big games when Devontae's been out I think of Kansas City in 2019 and Dallas in 2019 those were two of Aaron Jones's reasons why he has the contract he did now does now is if your main wide receiver is out Aaron Jones can do so many things and through the passing game and the running game. And when you're going up against the Arizona Cardinals, who are right now ranked 31st on average yards per carry on defense, this yep. is the time 
where, you know, last week we saw the passing numbers, 35 pass plays to 15 run plays. Let's flip that this week. Let's go 35, 40 runs and play action and boot. And let's get this uh, defense just confused and let's run the ball down their throats. Cause I think that's the best opportunity to win. That, that right there is the key to the game. Arizona's weakness on defense is against the run. As you mentioned, they're giving up an average 115 yards per game. This is where you break out thunder and lightning. This is where you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon just pounding the rock, wearing down the defense defensively, and then setting up the play action to set up for guys like Randall Cobb because also Alan Lazard's out. He is also uh, on the COVID list. And because he is unvaccinated, he is out for the game. He's out. I want, is he out for 10 days? I think is that uh, protocol I think there? It, I think it's five because there's a rumor that it was just a close contact that he actually doesn't have the virus. So he would be uh, okay. possibly if this game would have been on Sunday, been eligible, but since mm-hmm. he's unvaccinated, they have to kind of keep him out of the building just in case mm-hmm. he were to, gotcha. um, get it as a close contact to Devonte. Yes. And then Devonte, because he is vaccinated, he could still in theory play, but, and when we talked about this before we recorded, uh, it didn't seem like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and Matt floor today didn't seem like there was a chance to it because he would have had to test a negative today being Tuesday and Wednesday since the team flies out on Wednesday for him yeah. to be able to return to the building. And so they interesting- positive that he, Test negative today. Yeah, an interesting kind of nugget that Matt Schneidman posted on Twitter this week was, you know, is there a possibility where he may get an, you know, either a false uh, positive or just a straight up positive on Tuesday, but then comes into the facility Wednesday, test negative, Thursday test negative. Can we try to get Tavante to Arizona? You know, Robert Kraft <laughs> has done certain things like that of flying out players for games. So if Mark mm-hmm. Murphy wants to dish out the money for a private jet to get Devonte out there, if he's eligible, I think they need to do yeah. it. <laughs> we can yes. start a GoFundMe for this poor organization. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. Cause we don't have an owner and the owner can't just flip the bill on a private plane. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mark Murphy's probably not paying that out of his own pocket. I, I would almost guarantee <laughs> that uh, between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, they would uh, dish out some change for that as well. Aaron would Aaron would flip the bill on that. hundred. I feel confident Aaron if Aaron knew Devonte could play, he would flip the bill on that. One hundred percent. How do you feel? And uh, I mean, now even with Lazard out, I mean, it's guys are gonna have to step up. I mean, Randall Cobb, wide receiver one. Here we go. Yeah. And, you know, there is the real possibility that Marquez Valdez-Scantling will be back this week. Cool. Matt LaFleur so NBS didn't wide receiver one. Yes. Matt LaFleur didn't say 100%, but he said there's definitely hope for that to happen. And I think that totally changes the dynamic of this game. Obviously, people are saying, you know, in 2015, Aaron Rodgers almost beat the Cardinals with, you know, Jeff Janis, Jared Aberderis, and a broken ribbed Randall Cobb. But that was a long time ago. So there's no really uh, <laughs> metaphor for the game. But it's true. If Aaron Rodgers can find guys like Robert Tunyon involved, you know, we still have big dog 
I think there's still ways you can win this game. Obviously, having oh, Marquez yeah. Valdez, Scantling, Randall Cobb, and then hoping for a Murray Rogers breakout game or a Jawan Winfrey breakout game or a Malik Taylor breakout game, this could still go the Packers' way. I think, you know, yeah. you don't know if the Cardinals are getting overconfident with not having Adams and Lazard out there and they're just chalking this right. up for a win. So the the opportunity for this game is still ripe and the Packers have to go out and have confidence that they can still win this game because they really yes. could and shock Absolutely. the world. And I think if they do win this game, I think Matt LaFleur has to be in the conversation for coach of the year, just with all yes. the obstacles that he's had to overcome a quarterback who wasn't involved in the offseason program, you know, the eight so starters who have kind of been on the injury report and injury reserve over the past few months and weeks. I think Matt LaFleur would cement himself. And arguably, I think this would be his biggest regular season win to date. Agreed. If, if, if they win this one, I absolutely agree. This is his big win as his time as the Packers head coach. Not Yes, we, we always want to root for the Packers to win. But my mindset is as long as they lose by 10 or less and they show up, then I'm going to be okay. As long as yeah. they don't get blown out. I just don't – that's the one result I don't want is a yeah. blowout. And then we spend 10 days hearing, oh, we just didn't have the right energy. You know, this is, we just didn't show up. And then it's another NFC opponent, that, that a big NFC opponent, that the Packers can't show up for. Again, there's excuses. There, nah, I want to say excuses. If they lose, there's things we could point to, right? There's, there's mm-hmm. things that we could say, here's the reasons why all these injuries. But I just don't lay down and die. Yeah. That's all I want. Making competitive. Yeah. yeah I think, what do you what do you think of the defensive side here? I'm sorry. Did you have a thought on that before I switch no, gears? Let's, let's go. Let's go to the defensive side. I have a kind of yes. overarching thing that we can end the end this with. Yes. What What are your thoughts on the defense? What they got to do to Calvin Murray and that offense uh, to stand a chance here? Yeah. So, uh, kind of with Joe Barry out, it sounds like Jerry Gray will be calling the plays. He's a two-time defensive coordinator, so I don't think there should be any hindrances there. But I think one thing that they're going to have to do, just play against, you know, go for limiting deep passes. And I know that's kind of, you know, very vague, but I think it's something the Packers do really well. I think, you know, the Terry McLaurin touchdown from Sunday was really one of the first huge plays that they've given up since the saints game. Yeah. Uh, and also it was really close to being a Jalen Smith sack or a Eric Stokes pass breakup. So I don't think it's mm-hmm. a huge collapse of coverage. Like we saw, you know, even with the Jamar chase touchdown a few weeks ago, like we yeah. had the players in position, they just weren't able to make the play, but I mm-hmm. think one thing that the Packers have done really well, even since Mike Petton got there was eliminating big pass plays. And I feel like we've kind of seen that as well with Joe Barry. I think I saw something like Kyler Murray's connecting on 30% or I'm sorry, 60% of his passes of 15 yards or more of something. And Rogers is at a 30% rate. So obviously he is well above league average with that. And if you can Mm -hmm. eliminate that and make them try to kind of paper cut you going short, I think Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are going to get antsy. This is this is a, as big as a game for Matt LaFleur is a huge game for Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray's 100%. legacy if they can beat yes. Green Bay. 
And so I think if the Packers can annoy them with taking away playing, you know, cover two shell and a little cover three where you're just blanketing the deep ball and making them go underneath, I think you can make your plays and, Mm -hmm. you know, when they do go deep, let's go pick off that ball and hope for Sean Gary gets some pressure on them because I think that's the best way to win this game. You know, obviously with Kyler Murray being a little bit of a mobile quarterback, you can't really blitz him, which is very unfortunate because the minute you get outside of your rush lane, he's gone for 30 yards. He's gone for 20 yards, which is really going to piss the Packers off. So I think that playing cover two, sending more three, four man rushes and kind of pinning yours back on maybe third downs and kind of seeing what you can get, I think will do great. And, you know, the Packers... In a few weeks, this is kind of my overarching uh, comment that I wanted to make. In a few weeks, are going to have reinforcements. So this game mm. is not a – it is a big deal because it's an NFC opponent, but they should not feel discouraged however this game comes out because I think Debach will be back for Kansas City. You're getting Marquez Valdez-Scantling back possibly this week. The Adams on the COVID list and Lazard on the COVID list probably won't last more – in a week or two and then uh matt lafleur sounded very confident that jerry alexander will be back this season he won't have season ending surgery so reinforcements are coming and mm-hmm. i think that the packers are going to be just fine even if they come out of this game with a loss but i think this is still a very winnable game for them just with the grittiness that they're playing with this season yes 100 agree and it, it i'm glad you said it because it's another perspective to look at it too, because we we tend to always focus on the Packers here. Is this is for the Cardinals? They don't have the excuses that the Packers have. If the Cardinals lose this game, they don't have the injury issues that the Packers have. So this is, I mean, this is kind of a, a sneaky game for the Packers if they can win this. If they kind of show the Cardinals and the rest of the NFC and the media, like, hey, we're still here. You know, because even still now, the Packers are still kind of in the shadows of the NFC conversation with, you know, the other big dogs in the conference. So this yeah. a winning a game like this can show everybody, hey, hey, we're still here. Don't forget yeah. about us. Even with our injuries, we can still show up to a game like this and execute our game plan and do well. The Cardinals don't have the excuses to lose this game. So it's an interesting way to look at it for sure. Who is your key player or players for this game? Yeah, We're Starting a streak have... here. Starting a streak here. You were on it last week. You were right. The streak's going to continue this week with? I have two names, and it okay. is time for my once or twice a year poll of Matt LaFleur as being the key factor of this oh, game. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you love when I do this. <laughs> here we go. Go ahead. Go. I promise go this will be the one. You got to spiel. I promise this, this will minutes, be the last yeah. time. I promise this will be the last time this You season. get this card once a year and you're pulling it now. Pulling it now. I mean, the the amount of disrespect Matt LaFleur gets in the NFL cognoscenti is absolutely disheartening. It's distasteful. It shows how little most know about the league. It disrespects the organization. It disrespects the quarterback in which he coaches. And if he can win this game against all odds and come up with the most, as the kids call, fire game plan, 
he will be the key factor. And I think he has it in him. What he needs to learn from is his buddies in California and Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and run the ball. Even if it's not working at first, continue to do it because at one point it will break and he needs to do what he did in 2019 with those games with Devontae Adams out. Feed the mess out of Aaron Jones. Find ways to get him involved in the passing game because these teams, it's almost like an unscattered look because the Packers, when Devontae Adams is in the lineup, are so one-dimensional. But you have a X factor in the backfield who's becoming one of my favorite Packer players, and I love that he's here and got that contract extension, and you just need to unleash him. And I know that you know you're a huge A.J. Dillon fan. I am too. I think he's a great option to go in this. But let's just run pony personnel with four tight ends all game and let's take it to this team because they will get their spirits broken if we continue with it. Yep. Anything else to say about coach? That was a pretty short run. I thought you had another like eight minutes in you. (laughs) I love the man and another key, another key player, just so I have a little bit of accountability and kind of a, a prediction. Just so we have someone we can point to, to keep this actually, you know, keep your streak going. Look for a two-touchdown game from Robert Tunyon. Mm. Look for it. Mm. Love it. And with all of that, and I, I love – you're absolutely right. This is the game we, we just run the ball down their throats, set up the play-action game. I, my player of the game, I think this – I think – I feel it. I feel it. This all is right. the A.J. Dillon breakout game. I thought he had his breakout a few weeks ago. This is it. This This is is it. The second one. This is the second installment. This is a hundred plus rushing yards. Multiple touchdowns. This is, this is the national cognoscenti getting AJ Dillon on the radars and talk about it. AJ Dillon. So you just think my Aaron Jones take was a bunch of garbage. I not, I don't want to say garbage. I agree with it, but I almost feel like they're going to be prepared for, for Aaron Jones. There, there's so many things you can do with Aaron Jones that you just can't prepare for. Oh, sure. But I, I, I just, that, that's the kind of the narrative you don't see coming. It's okay. the guy you don't see coming, wear down that defense, run it down their throats. This, I just, I feel it. And I felt it last week with the score and I felt it last week with Kenny Clark. So I'm just, I'm leaning into that feeling again. And if I'm wrong, then maybe I just had gas. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just going with the feeling. I'm here for the AJ Dillon wheel route. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me now. Give it to me. So I ask it every week. How nervous are you? One out of 10. I'd say a seven. My, my, my juices are flowing for this game. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say nervousness. I would just say anticipation. Like this is yeah. definitely the most anticipated game probably since the 49ers game this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got a few big opponents like the Rams coming in, but I mean, the Packers can make some serious heads turns if they can win this game, find a way to win it. <laughs> and then yeah. going into Kansas city um, the week after against a really struggling Kansas city team and possibly getting your reinforcements back. I think that Jeez. they could have a undefeated, 
October and early November and just kind of yeah. get rolling. And, you know, I think there is the toughest stretch is coming up and it starts Thursday night. But if you can set the pace right and get a win, sneak mm-hmm. out a win, find a way to get it done. I, I like it. Yes. I'll say I'm a, a five out of 10 because it's, it's like, I want the game to be here. I'm excited for it. Like you said, it's like, I have the anticipation for it. I would be way more nervous if they were healthier and going yeah. into this at full strength. I, again, there's, I feel like there's really nothing to lose going into it. If they lose, it's because of the injuries and there's a lot that went against them, which again, you don't want necessarily win excuses, but there yeah. it's, it's there. You can point to it. It's not mm-hmm. like some games last year in 2019 where the team was healthy and they lose games and they just didn't have the energy. Yeah. You know, that was the excuse, but this there's legitimate things you could point to to say, oh, well, this is why they lost. So it's it, again, I'm anxious for it. I wanted to be here. I want to know what Austin 48 hours from now feels after the game, whether excitement or disappointment or just meh. Yeah. I just wanted, I wanted to be here and be over, but it's not like I'm, you know, I'm not atrociously nervous over it. Yeah. All right, Daniel, what is your score prediction for the game? Okay, well, this is another common thread that I have, and I'm usually right with this one, but mm. first one to 30 wins. I say you have been often, right on those. And I've been right on those. I think the last time I said it was the 49ers game. Yeah. And that was very true, and I think this is another one. So I think if the Packers can somehow get to 31st, I think they got it. And I, wow. I think they are going to be in this game no matter what. I don't think I hope this so. is the tight. I think if any type of loss this would be, it would remind me more of the Colts loss last season where mm-hmm. they were in it at points. They looked unstoppable. But then, you know, just a few mistakes happen down the stretch and they find themselves, you know, in a bad place. But I think you got to come out guns blazing against this team. This is definitely a game where you definitely want to defer, though. You do not want the ball first. Yes. This one. Yes. I agree. So, so you're, you're, do you have an actual score prediction or just you're going with first, first to 30 wins it? We got to pick somebody th- now. Okay. Yeah. First to 30, 31, 27, Green Bay, because I'm trying to stay optimistic this year. Okay. You normally is the reverse. Normally I'm the blind optimist and you're the pessimist. But this week, I'm going with 31-21 Arizona. Okay. I and, and and that's just me trying to be honest. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I don't. I and I, you know, I'm intentionally breaking my streak here. You know, I hope I'm wrong. But yeah, I think this Matt Lafleur, Luke Getze, Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers are too good of a kind of nucleus of how this offense runs to be held under 30 for what the third straight game yeah i think they're too good and so i think even if they do struggle in this game look for them to to put up a little bit more points than what they have the past few weeks put up a fight that's what i'm asking for put up a fight anything else any other closing remarks before we uh, get out of here and get ready for this game i don't think so enjoy it it's thursday night football yep Enjoy it indeed. Well, Daniel, where can people find you on the internet, bud? People can find me on Twitter at Daniel Marhanka. That's M-A-R-H-A-N-K-A. Austin, where can people find you at on the internet? You can find me at Austin Agan on Twitter. More importantly, though, 
You can follow at Title Town Post on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook uh, for all the latest news and content. Posting a lot of good stuff over there. Appreciate it if you check it out and follow. Also, uh, be sure to leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, please share it. Be a friend. Tell a friend. I appreciate and Daniel appreciates you taking your time, your valuable time to listen to us and include us in your life. On to the next one, buddy. I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. Until next time. time see ya. Adios.